Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, it's Steve Baldwin and welcome to another mini episode of the Wretched Hive podcast. I am joined with my comrade at arms here, lifelong Star Wars fan, Scotty Vansky. Oh, Steve, thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, it's again. another another mini episode. I'm, I'm digging these things, man. And uh, I want to make the announcement. We uh, had this discussion earlier. I am not having a drink tonight. How um, are you not having a beverage? I don't know. It's... I'm not either. I, I think it's this might be our second or third sober show <laughs> in the last couple of years, which, um, I don't know, we'll see how this goes. This, this might actually sound professional tonight. I, uh, we'll see what we can do All about right. that. We have a fantastic interview lined up tonight. I want to welcome to the show Chef Jason Quinn from Playground in Santa Ana. Jason, welcome to the Wretched Hive. It's great to be here. Dude, I, I have been really looking forward to... Uh, having this conversation with you. So uh, just off the bat, I got to say, I'm a huge fan, really excited that you're on our show tonight. Well, uh, it's always great to have you guys in and uh, always great to talk about uh, my favorite uh, favorite type of movie. Right. So I got, I've got i got to set the stage a little bit for the conversation, please, Jason, just, to, just to kind of talk about how this came up. So uh, Jason is a... Can, are you uncomfortable with the with the uh, the title celebrity chef? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. you you kind of are. I mean, you you, you so have to, you have to have an agent. You have to have an agent. <laughs> don't do any of that shit. So I, I love it. So uh, Jason's. I I guess your claim to fame, other than being the the owner and proprietor and chef at Playground, which is a phenomenal phenomenal restaurant um my wife and i frequent there and it's 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 fabulous i've never I've actually truth is i have not had one bite of food that i didn't absolutely love in that restaurant it's it's, it's against it's, the odds it's, it's, it's theoretically possible it is it well i am beating the odds because it is it is absolutely the truth um well, it's better than the porg he's usually beating the porg and i don't even want to get cut it, it with your beating the porg that's, stuff that's, that's that sounds nasty with, that is coming up later on in this all show. right so um lisa and i were in there for valentine's day oh, we went nice. to valentine's Very day nice. and um uh jason's got the playground and then off to the side he's got playground 2.0 which is a little side gig, like a little side hustle. And he's got these special meals back at Playground 2.0. So we were there for Valentine's Day. Nice. And Jason is very talkative, and he uh, he's he's a great storyteller, which I'm sure you guys will hear in a few minutes. I'm sorry I'm monopolizing the time. i gotta got to tell this story. you got to get it out there. That um, So he's telling this story about... Somebody in his kitchen, and he's dating a girl. Do you remember the story you told, Scott? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> or Jay, I'm sorry, Jason. Um, that you just like I was. <laughs> I don't know if we can tell it on this show, but it, it was a really good story about a guy who was dating a girl and another really. Well, hold on. The first part of the story is that the guy is dating a guy. The okay. Guy oh. just so happens <laughs> to be a girl, right? Okay. Like I mean, That's... like like. You know, this is a person who identifies as being a boy, but was 
born with the, with the different parts. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh. So that, that's why this story gets exciting. <laughs> a, a, a regular, a regular male, female, female threesome is not worth talking about. <laughs> <in the Star laughs> <Wars podcast>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Jason tells this story, and I'm just dying. And I go, I lean over to Lisa, and I go, I have to have this man on the show. It's, he's he's perfect for our show. Oh yeah. And so we wa- so I'm trying to think of what to say to get Jason, you know, to to bridge to Star Wars and I just I just blurt out, "Jason, are by chance are you a Star Wars fan?" I we've had no conversation about Star Wars. I've seen no Star Wars. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, dude, he rolls up his sleeve. He's got the Falcon, he's got Tie Fighters tattooed on his arm." Oh, that's awesome. He's got, you know, tats and stuff. And so uh, do you want to nice. be on the show? And he immediately just says, "Yes, I have to be on your show." Now, and nice move, by the way. You know, hey, are you a Star Wars fan? <laughs> no. is that your pickup line? Well, Steve? he he's like a you know he's like a thirty something man, so I figured he's probably a Star Wars. Fan. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so Jason, tell us why are you a Star Wars fan? How long have you been a Star Wars fan? What's the genesis of your fandom? Um, so ten years old. And, uh, and I had some friends at school, so this would be 1996. So some friends at school who were playing with like, um, you know, little star Wars, like action figures. And I was like, what are, what are all of these from, you know, like I'd never seen any of them before. Mm. And they're like, Oh, star Wars. And I kind of, I had seen like star Trek, you know, like I'd seen that in flipping through the channels and it just like, it didn't grab me at all. Mm. And I kind of associated them like they were exactly the same thing and kind of had frankly a reaction that i think all of us have gone through which is like oh yeah i'm really into star wars like oh really that's for nerds you know like like mm. just like a really negative a negative reaction you know and uh that was kind of like what i thought right away as soon as they're like oh yeah i saw that you know they're like no that's star trek and I'm like what's the difference and you know they, they start telling me about it and i remember i kind of went home and i'm like you know parents have you have you guys seen this star wars <laughs> thing you know and they're like they're like yeah 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 like i'm like okay um you know is it is it like something we should watch like oh yeah you know you might you might like it so i put it on and like it, the first one's over and i kind of look at them like so what do you think i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> how have you not like forced me to watch this sooner this came out 20 years ago like what how is this not earlier in my life my wife and i've already talked about like when we're going to introduce star wars to our son and which which movie first how do you how, what do you do Oh yeah, yeah. We've had that. We've got. We have opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we'll get to that later. But that's so. That's how I first heard of it, and I remember like I. We I think we even went back to Blockbuster like the same day and got the next two, and you know I I think I watched them all on the same day or it was like the same weekend or whatever, and I came back to school and was like, guys, I'm sorry, like (laughs) that. That stuff is awesome, and then you know I was able to play with them, and and you know it became, you know just. A, a situation where, like I told you, um, when we were talking to you, yeah. I'm just, I'm just a fucking sucker. I'm bought in. Whatever they make, I'm gonna go see it. I've, I've lost the ability to be critical. You know, I mean, we need two or three absolute stinkers, and then I'll be like, okay, maybe they're losing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. but, but I just, I just buy it at face value. I don't, I don't question it. I just, mm-hmm. this is the way the story is told to me, and I'm, and I'm in. You know, whatever, whatever happens, like, I can deal with that. First of all, shout out for the uh, blockbuster plug right yeah, there. Nice yeah, pull, we're, nice pull, nice plug there. We're trying to bring that back, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is fascinating. I, Jason, I love your your story on this. It's not a point of view that I've I've really been able to 
uh, tackle before because I've grown up with Star Wars my whole life. So your introduction is so fascinating to me that you just weren't like indoctrinated in this and like from the very beginning. I like how it was one of those things that you had to find out on your own. And that, that that's great. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever like been watching Star Wars and have my parents like sit down and be like, oh, I love this part. Like, let's watch the end of it. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, you watch Star Wars again? I'm like, okay. You know, and they walk by. I'm like, how do you not just stop? Like when you, when you know, like yeah. if I come home, if I come home and like I have something to do and, and and there's Star Wars on and we're like past the first 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll finish this first. You know, like I just don't, I just don't get how you can walk in see that that's happening and, 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 and walk away. So yeah. for some reason, like my parents said they liked it, but they're definitely not into it. Uh, you know, and I, and I definitely, oh man, I have such an embarrassing story to tell you guys. Uh, it was def- definitely one of the, the like highlights of, of embarrassment in my, uh, in my, in my elementary school life. So, um, I was so excited one day because I was going to, my brother and I had saved enough money to buy a full box of the Dagobah edition Star Wars cards. Nice. You know, yeah. so like, so like we, we, we were so excited. We had never gotten like a rare card yet. You know, we had had like the, other, the previous decks and stuff like that, but we had to buy them in those little like 11 card packs, yeah. you know, or like the really the thin ones. I might've been different number than that. That's what I remember. Hmm. But um, anyway, we would get them and you get like some repeats and like, you, you get one you thought was kind of rare and it, it wasn't, you know? So we thought if we bought the whole box, we were like guaranteed to get, you know, a couple cards of some rarity. So, uh, it was like fourth, you know, whatever grade it was in. And, uh, we had to write something down like every morning. And then for some reason this morning, she like picked, like picked me. Hey, Jason, what did you write in your thing today? And all I had written was can't wait to buy my box of Dagobah cards, you know? <laughs> and, um, and she calls on me and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, can't wait to buy my Dagobah cards. And they're like, what, what are these? What are these Dagobah cards? I'm like, Oh my God, it's a star Wars thing. They're like, Oh, what are, what are you buying a box of? I'm just like, you know, dying inside. Cause I, I was turning and looking at me like, what is this guy talking about? And it was all that I had written. Like any other day I could have, I, I could have been called upon and, and not humiliated, but I remember being scarred by having to like stand up and tell my story of, buying my nerd cards <laughs> that's hilarious oh you were a teenager then when the prequels came out correct yes and it was amazing because i went to a private jewish high school and oh. we had we just happened to have every single year that they came out like that friday we had off oh. it was amazing so oh. every single year i went like eleven ten a.m and saw them the day they came out like <laughs> or, or you know because everyone went like thursday night I was like, fuck that. I got Friday off. I'll just go tomorrow. Yeah. And it wasn't like Friday at 3 p.m. when normal people leave work to go. It was just like this perfect medium of like Jewish and available to watch Star Wars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you, you started, Jason, by re- re- reminding me that you had shared that you're just a fan. You just devour it. You accept whatever is, is uh, put forth. Um, so I really have to ask you, The Last Jedi was, fans were pretty split on it. So I, I've got to ask you, what did you think of the most recent film, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi? So first of all, this is already kind of a sin, I know, but I've, I've still only seen it once in, in the theaters. You know, I kind okay. of usually wait until it comes out and I can watch it again at home and like, you know, get into it a couple more times before I'll like really make a final decision. But like, to be honest, like, yeah, okay, there's, there's, you know, the part when Leia's out in space and she gets, like, sucked back in and, like, you know, is it necessary? No, and why did they do it? But, you know, like, that's how they wanted to tell me the story. 
And, and, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm just a sucker, you know, I'm what they dream about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean like, you know, there, there, there's so many little things that happen that I could totally see why people would be split about. Like I have no problem believing that it's been a, you know, as you could, uh, Steve, as you know, like at 2.0, it's always a kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So definitely had those conversations with, with other fans, but you know, I, I, I'm just not a strong opinion enough about it to be to be in a world where I'm sitting here complaining about one thing that really drove me nuts. Mm. You know, nothing was, nothing was worse than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that leads me right to my question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the prequels? Then you were, you were at that prime age then when the prequels were coming out. I'm very curious about your point of view on this. He's the target demographic for the prequels. Yeah, yeah. I was, huh. I was. And I think I definitely remembered enjoying them more when I saw them in the theaters at, yeah. at that younger age, mm-hmm. you know, let's see. I, I mean, in 99, I was 13. So, you know, I was, I was 13, 15 and 18 when those came out. And, um, you know, I, I remember that that was kind of just like the cutting edge new technology that had been, you know, ready to do, you know, make CGI better than ever before. And, and, you know, all those things had kind of been improved since the last time we saw <laughs> star Wars. So in that sense, like visually it was much more appealing to me at that age like that's the thing that my wife and i have talked about with with you know our son and and the the order in which we show him the movies like if you've seen phantom menace the first couple minutes of the new hope are going to look like they were shot a thousand years ago mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i know that for me personally like when i did watch Star Wars the very first time like initially my my reaction was kind of this oh it's going to be like kind of not crisp and and you know the act it's going to be just like look a little bit older uh, and I wasn't really prepared for that. So like when I when I saw these ones that were kind of shot like with this newer technology, I, I remember sitting there and really being visually pretty stimulated by it. But like my wife and I will watch the original trilogy over any of the movies in the, in the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was that first original trilogy movie that your parents showed you? Oh, it was definitely New Hope. It was a New Hope. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would be cr- the cruel and unusual punishment to start with Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like they weren't big fans, so maybe they didn't know any better. But it sounded like they yeah, did. Yeah, well, they're not. They're not fucking savages either. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that actually uh, that was my next question. Uh, based off of what we know now, are your parents savages? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also will say I really enjoyed Rogue One. Like, oh, it was yeah. such a such a superfluous part of the story that, like, frankly, didn't need to be told. But like, hey. I'm, I'm into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'm just a sucker. You're going to put me through that amount of time of live, of, of being in this universe that I, that I love and showing me different parts of it. I'm just in. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's sort of a consensus on our show. And certainly for me personally, Rogue One is towards the top of the list for me for yes. all the films. I thought that yeah. film was oh, really? real. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I go from going to rank them just really quick. I'm going to go a new hope or empire. One, two, depending on the day. Sometimes I'll go Empire, sometimes. And then I'm going to go Rogue One, number three. And then I go wow. down to episode three, episode one. Over Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Return of the Jedi for me has... I'll, I'll refer you to an episode. We broke this down. Return of the Jedi is way down the list for me. Wow. Uh, because... Well, primarily because Han Solo just becomes <laughs> completely whipped in that in that in that film, um, <laughs> but uh, that's 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 another episode. He did uh, for some reason being frozen in carbonite helped him gain an extra thirty pounds in that year year and a half he was in there. So I don't know how that works. See, uh-huh. this this is exactly what I'm saying. I've never once 
been <laughs> on the ball enough to make the connection that he's 30 pounds heavier. What, to... it, one would, honestly, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't notice that stuff. Yeah. I don't freeze frame it and go, whoa, is that a 36 waist? I think he was a 32 <laughs> Oh, Jason, in the last movie. We need to sit down and have some serious uh, beer time and talk time on I guess, this, man. I guess, I guess we have so to. I guess J- that's a new thing. Jason, the way you break down the ingredients, Jason will talk to you about yeah. the cow. Yeah where this steak that you're about to eat came from and he'll he'll tell you the birthday of the guy that sold it to him in yeah. Japan yeah um, you know he goes to that level of detail with every but, ingredient but that because, go ahead that's because I can control that stuff mm. like I can't control mm. these movies that are that have been made I just that's what I'm saying it's like I just appreciate them like as something that I that cannot be adjusted of course if it's a world where I get to edit the movie, you know, or you could go back and change things. Yeah, okay, maybe you would. But the fact that it's just like there, you know, it's just like mm. you, you don't have to love the Mona Lisa, but it's it's not up for change, you know? And these are these are all things that are that are just the way they are. And sure, I'm sure that the people who were involved with them look back and wish they could do other things, but they did it. You yeah. know, I mean it, yeah. it, it's it's just it's just what it is. So that's that's the way I, I'm able to just kind of accept it and appreciate it. Well, on that level. Let me throw this in there. Let me throw a little twist in there for you. That's a great uh, uh, analogy of this of this situation. However, we got one small problem with it. And I want to I want to bring this up. Let's say that you talked about the Mona Lisa or any famous uh, work of art mm-hmm. that we all can appreciate from a distance and look at. What if the the painter or the artist himself came back and decided to slap some uh, some silly glasses and a big nose and a mustache on top of it just because they felt it was an unfinished masterpiece. Yeah. How would now that that work of art has changed drastically, that kind of gives the people that have appreciated it prior a different point of view later on to kind of judge that and make those changes themselves. They can make those opinions based off of what they know the original piece was like as opposed to the changed or altered versions multiple times. Because now we also have a uh, one of those beanie hats with a little propeller on top. Because how many cuts do we have of Star Wars now? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm saying, so, so you're right. I understand. I do appreciate them too, and I, I love your point of view on this. It's it's a great feeling to just sit back and appreciate the film for what it is, or all the films. But these things have been changed and and scrutinized over, and and being the the savage fans that we are, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a feeling of like. You know, obviously there's an appreciation for the originals. Have you actually seen the originals? The uh, what? What are the cuts called? Like the unaltered. You know what? I gotta say, I, I don't think that I have. I don't. I think that I was. I think that I was like, yeah, no. I think I was given when when they got their reboot. What was that? Their twenty year. Yeah, the, the nine. Yeah. that was in ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. That was ninety seven when the reboots hit. So you've that never must have been right around when I watched it. Mm. Oh my god! Wow. I can still remember like the case that they came in. You know, it was like kind of like uh, gold and chrome and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 I used to have those same VHS tapes. So, yeah. th- so this has been a thread of conversation on our show. And by the way, I love I, I I imagine the way that you approach watching these movies as being very freeing. Like it's almost like a disconnect from reality. Uh, you 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 know escapism get away from work and escape into a galaxy far far away <laughs> and and that's that's actually really um liberating uh, i think for for me i'm such a fan um that i have gotten into the minutia and i'm i tend to be 
more critical of it. Yeah. I wonder if there's an analogy to be made with food, like if there's a particular oh, there recipe. Definitely is. There definitely is. You no, know, it's 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 the world of like if you just like a hamburger, you know, McDonald's is fine and it's everywhere. But if you decide to go more in depth into that and find, you know, uh, the, the best part of this and this and this, then you can truly go on, you know, a journey that takes you forever where you're constantly able to scrutinize and compare and all those things. Okay. Well, here's the critic in me. McDonald's is never just fine. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I, That's oh, a great I point. Haven't, I haven't eaten McDonald's in over half my life. So yes. no, I'm on the same, I'm on the same page with you. I made my wife promise our child would never eat McDonald's. <laughs> and I still remember that. I still remember that she's sitting right here. So okay, well, we, her. this conversation <laughs> Just took a new turn for us, and this is going to blow my mind right now. It's already blowing my mind. We need to actually have a special screening for Jason sometime. We need to sit down and watch the original trilogy unaltered. Our, there's our... no way. There's no way I'll do that with you guys. You'll turn me into a bunch of haters. Oh no, no, no. We still love. With just a if, Return, if Return of the Jedi isn't in your top two, I don't want to. I don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to. Wow. Be, uh... Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Top so, two? so, so, Jedi is is uh, top two for you. Wow. As far as far as just just like the one I get most excited to watch, like it's so. As I love Empire Strikes Back, but if I'm on a New Hope and I'm like on, just like you said, on the day, yeah. I'll skip Empire. I'll go straight to Jedi. Yeah. Oh, wow. Go straight to it. This. Yeah. I, this is not. I. I. I I respect that and the fact that I've heard others your age bracket say the same thing. And I think there's a soft Jedi was in so many ways uh again your you were the target demographic for that movie that came out in 1983. You you know it was um that was the last Star Wars that had been made before you got into watching the trilogy and it um you know you got the Ewoks in there. It's I yeah. I mean I have a soft place in my heart for the film but just in terms of entertainment value um it's down the list for me yeah, yeah. here's also, also i'll say that yeah. like when when it was first kind of talked to me about you know oh hey by the way like this is the fourth fifth and sixth of like this nine movie series and like my dad mm -hmm. i think told me like they're not really going to make the other ones you know like they decided they're done or something so i just kind of took it as also this like the, the the end you know like the the wrapping up of this nice tight little package sure. so you know i so that that was kind of probably another reason that i enjoyed that one so much as it felt like watching like the best part the climax the end of of this long story you know so right uh that that's probably why i feel that way mm -hmm. yeah i mm -hmm. i i'm gonna say this I, I my placement of return of the jedi is not as far down the list as steve's but I, I have a lot of issues with it. And and not to say that as a hater, still love the movie, and, and I will mm -hmm. not turn the movie off if it comes on, but yeah, unlike Phantom Menace, that, that definitely gets a power switch right there. I mean, sorry. So, so Jason, did that, you... So you, you don't like Phantom Menace? That's no, what you're no, I have a, I have a okay, real... Okay, yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. See, I don't mind Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind Jar Jar. I don't. I'm weird. I don't oh, know. Oh my god. I know. Jason, have you seen the solo trailer? Um, I haven't. I'm just gonna. Oh I don't my wanna, god! I, you gotta I, check I it watch, out. I don't watch any of the trailers. I just wait until they they come out. I just want to like really see the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that adds a lot to your <laughs> your perspective on this. I that's a, I appreciate that greatly because. A lot of people will not watch trailers mm -hmm. just because it spoils it so much. Well, so, I mean, here's the deal. Like, if I'm watching TV and it comes on, I'm not going to, like, turn away. But I also am not the person that's, like, counting down two weeks before going, the trailer's going to be in two weeks. It's going to get released at this time. Like, <laughs> hmm. you know, like, because like, when I have done that before, I remember feeling, like, 
really disappointed mm. you know like wow i just not not necessarily star wars related but just like hey the trailer just came out and you watch it and you're just kind of like all right well i still want to see the movie just as much now i just kind of like have a couple of images in my head like for instance like i, I know this isn't star wars but uh my wife and i listened to um ready player one on audiobook oh nice yes absolutely loved it great and like i just saw the trailer and the way the trailer is coming out i'm like this isn't how i pictured it in my head you know like already i'm kind of like not excited to see it which i'm sure it's going to be great but like but the trailer got me less excited than i was when i could picture it in my head and i had a way that it was going to go down and i couldn't wait to see what the characters looked like and you know blah 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 um so obviously like that that's why I'm not just you know racing to go and uh, and and view the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee, counting down for the trailers and then obsessively watching it 50 times the day it comes out. I can't imagine anyone would would do that. <laughs> it's like exactly what I did. Those types of people build yeah. podcasts off of this. I, know. I have no idea what's going uh, on. And by the way, if you like uh, Ready Player One, Ernie Klein's. Uh, follow up to that is called Armada, and I'm I haven't read it, but Armada. I've heard I've heard really good stuff. It's another is it a sequel or just just another movie? Another I, book I I have to admit I have not read it. I've only heard, uh, but it I I picked it up in the bookstore the other Barnes and Noble. I know I actually go to bookstores still. Who knew? Is there, um, is there one of those left? Yeah, yeah, say, exactly. Is there, is there an actual? Uh, and I read like the first couple of pages, and it seems like it was they were they didn't, weren't talking about the Oasis, but they were talking about video games. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's a, a sequel. Yeah, don't you mean, Steve, that you were browsing Audible.com for that? That's, <laughs> Audible's our sponsor. That's what, that's what, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> or they were up until this show. Until, anyway. yeah. We'll see after this show. But well, we already lost McDonald's, so that's, we're good with that. <laughs> they're out. They're out. Um, <laughs> Are you are you a fan of any other franchises, Jason? Um, like which ones? Well, like we well, you mentioned, Star Trek wasn't big for you. What about any other sci-fi or any other like movie genres that you're into? Because we talk about other stuff on the show. We talk about like the Marvel stuff. Um, I mean, it's a podcast uh, or Star Wars centric podcast, but a lot of the guys are comic book guys, and so we kind of talk about the Marvel stuff. And uh, you have anything like that? Any ho- any other uh, interests in like pop culture? Um. Not not uh, anywhere near the same level of, of fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, mm-hmm. more more into sports uh, oh. than 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 you know a lot of the uh, comic book uh, thrillers and, and movies and stuff like that. Who's your team? You know, I like. Uh, oh man, so you're gonna bring me talk about it. I'm a I'm a diehard Arsenal fan. Oh, uh, which okay. But soccer team from North London, and this happens to be like the darkest point in our last 21 years. Oh and, no. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, we don't want to talk about this. That's a big. Bust, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the uh, EPL. Um, I have a friend who is a fan of not Manchester United. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, it's okay. That's all right. Well, actually, um, I do. I do really dig the Harry Potters. Okay. Uh, Cool. I do. It's it's great. Like a lot of times, like if uh, if my wife and I are like a little hungover or whatnot, it's kind of less so now that we have a child. But it used to be we kind of wake up and be like look at each other like yeah you gotta want to watch all eight movies today be like okay you know so we've 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 done that we've done that on multiple occasions awesome that is yeah that's a brilliant Uh, series but a lot of dedication to watch all eight movies definitely and and every time it seems to be at the same parts i'm like what happened here? She's like, God, I've told you this like seven times and she'll like (laughs) remind me what remind me what's going on i'm like oh yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) um but anyway yeah i don't know i did never really got too much into indiana jones uh, didn't didn't particularly love Back to the Future, um, you know. Other than that, mostly I watch comedies. You know, I'm not. Nice. I'm, I just never like 
I wasn't given this love of sci-fi. I wasn't, I remember I kind of, not that I wasn't allowed to buy comics, but I kind of was like, oh, comic books are cool. And my mom's kind of like, don't waste your money on those or whatever. You know, I don't know, something like that. I'm also a, a just a, a savage collector. Oh. I, those things, those things scare me. You know, like if I, if I start getting something, it's like, oh no, this is, this is bad news, you know? And, uh, and I definitely would be like, want to be the one of those people. It's like, had the first first edition. I don't know. Just yeah, right. comic books not not a great idea for me. So yeah. what's your what's your prize collection? What are you most proud of? Oh man, my my Arsenal shirts. Oh, I have like nice. seventy five of them. Oh my god! Oh wow! That's yeah, like me with like, Star Wars t shirts. Yeah. Like, if what's that? Uh, I I've got about that many Star Wars t shirts, so I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like if someone has like a really like monumental game, like for instance, like. A guy scored four goals away in, a, in, a, in an incredible four-four thriller mm. against a, a very good uh, team, Liverpool, and like had just this amazing night. And like, I definitely like as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, I need a shirt with like this guy's, this guy, <laughs> the shirt that he wore that night with like, you know what I mean? Like, like oh. I just want that memory of you know like Arshavin at Anfield with his four-goal thriller, you know? Um, oh, so you're talking so about like uniform, like jerseys that you collect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, Kits. okay. It's called a kit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. A kit's what you wear on the pitch, you know? Got it, right, right, right. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah. So I think you're a Dodger fan as well. No, 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 no. I don't Not at all? Any other, any other sport, really. I mean, I watch, okay. I watch football. I root for the Cardinals, um, you know, in the NFL. But okay. um, for the for the most part, I, I really only care about, uh, about soccer. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I, I got to ask you, um, I, I love Playground. I love going there. Um, I know that you're a little hesitant to talk about it. It's probably like you talk about it and deal with it all day long. But I got to ask you, like, can you just talk a little bit about how you got started in that business? I mean, you're, frankly, if I can just, if you don't mind me saying, you're just incredibly successful and a young guy. How did you get started? I saw that you were, obviously you were on the food truck um the great food truck race and you you're the lime truck your truck won that show is that sort That's of true. what what uh, what was going on how did you get into food and and talk about playground a little bit um yeah all right so uh 19 years old um you student at uc santa barbara chemistry student um came home from chem lab and uh my roommate was watching emerald Lagasse and mm. uh I kind of never really watched cooking on, on TV before because, frankly, you know, food was kind of like a needed for nourishment, not passion or delicious or something to look forward to mm. in my house. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it, and he made a brie and blue cheese quesadilla with a pear and brown sugar compote. Mm. And um, I, you know, immediately kind of proclaimed, like, I could do that. And uh, my roommate's like, yeah, fucking right. Like, you know, this is one of the best chefs in the country and you don't cook at all. You know, how do you think you could make this? And I just, I just watched him every single step he just did. I'm capable of doing like, I have no, no, no doubt that I can execute this. And like, had I had like, you know, any money, I would have proved it to him right away. But instead, uh, next time I came home, uh, to Irvine where my parents live, I, uh, I would say, you know, I said, Hey, can I make a dish? And they were frankly like really surprised that I had ever, you know, had any interest in, in food. And they said, you know, of course. And I gave them an ingredients list and they got it. And I made it. And, you know, I've never done uh, heroin before. 
But, you know, my understanding <laughs> is like when you do that, you like never look back. You know, you're chasing this mm. first high forever. Mm. And when one of the guests looked at me and said, like, wait, you made this? Mm. That was kind of like that moment for me, you know, just someone being that astounded with what I made with, you know, my, my bare hands and mm. some primal tools. Um, and so, frankly, I was hooked, you know, and uh, I went to UC Santa Barbara. I finally finished my, my degree there. And uh, I ended up getting a history degree, which was just like the fastest way out of college, mm. given the classes I had taken already. And um, from there, you know, my, my first day at graduation, I'm like, OK, off to culinary school. And uh, my parents were kind of quick to remind me that I didn't have any money and <laughs> and, you yeah. know, that I, that I couldn't do that. So they offered me the opportunity to kind of live at home for another year while I worked and got enough money to go. And, you know, at the end of my, my time at the job that I worked at, which was frankly front of house, um, the kitchen manager kind of looked at me and he's like, why are you going to culinary school? You know, I talk with food with you all the time. You definitely have an understanding of what you're talking about already. And I've been cooking a lot, you know, just as a, as a hobby, um, you know, trying to get, trying to get better at it. And, uh, and he kind of convinced me that I could just get straight into the workforce. And I was, you know, really excited about that because, Frankly, I what didn't really want to do two more years of education. I wanted to start cooking, you know, professionally. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a job at a very shitty restaurant that will remain unnamed, <laughs> and um, I, 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 you know, learned very basic kitchen etiquette and pretty, pretty low quality environment. Mm -hmm. And on on a day when I was pretty fed up, which I mean, we're only there talking two or three months in, uh, but particularly irritated. And uh, a friend of mine called and asked if I would be interested in uh, writing a menu for his food truck. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't feel confident that I could deliver you a bulletproof menu that anyone could walk in and execute. But you're calling me on the right day, and uh, I'm pretty fed up, so maybe we could be partners. And he, he agreed. We were 50-50 partners. And, um, you know, we, we did it together. That was like, we're talking June of 2010. And... Um, you know, three weeks later, we were we were out on the street selling food, and uh, it was very very cool. You know, we were we weren't making any money, but we were having a good time. And uh, you know, we we won this thing called the OC Foodie Fest. It was like fifty food trucks, and we got first place. And and after that, uh, we were we were like busy. You know, people would people were driving to us as opposed to us like trying to hunt down locations where we could get foot traffic. Mm -hmm. So people were finding us. And uh, the whole business kind of really took off in general. You know, there's a really big food truck boom around that time in Orange County. And uh, luckily, we were kind of at the beginning of it. So anyway, um, six months in, we're talking now January of 2011, uh, January 1st, actually, I, I said to my parents, I was like, you know, what? Like, I, I want to get out of this food truck. I want to want to open a restaurant. And uh, frankly, the gentleman that I opened the food truck with was like, you know, very much profit driven. And I was very much passion driven. And, uh, you know, I could tell that there, there wasn't going to be long longevity in, in our partnership, uh, given, you know, my desire to sell things at a certain price and his to do it another. Hmm. And uh, so, so anyway, so I, I gave him basically six months notice. I said, like, I'm going to help you get the business in whatever capacity that you want, and then I'm going to open my own place. And uh, he was a little irritated at first, but, you know, he realized that it was really kind of better for what he wanted to do anyways. And... Um, Four months into that period, we got contacted by Food Network. So we went and did the, the food truck race. We drove across the country for seven weeks and won 100 grand. Wow. And um, 
so the restaurant, like I said, was was already going in motion anyways, you know, and frankly, my share of hundred thousand dollars after tax was not not you know twenty seven you know it's not 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 bad, but definitely yeah. not enough to open a restaurant mm-hmm. and um and so anyway, so we 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 got the restaurant open in November of two thousand eleven. And uh, in February of 2013, we opened 2.0. So we actually just celebrated five years last week at 2.0. And we're about six and a half right now at Playground. So that's kind of how it happened. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild story. Pretty fortunate situation as well. You know, I remember the food truck movement back in 2010 era. Uh, We live in Long Beach, a little bit north of... uh, of Orange County, and it was huge here too. I mean, I think I we may have had. Did you guys ever come up to Long Beach? Or we, we didn't. Uh, yeah. We didn't. We didn't actually okay. have a, a business permit to operate. In the, in okay. Okay. I think it might have been. Uh, was it the Seabirds? Yeah, they definitely went up there. Yeah. Okay. They were also on the food truck race with us. As yeah, well. I remember that, and and uh, my wife was uh, into. We were, you know, following. There was a couple of trucks that we were we would show up where they were, you know, tweeting out that they would be. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun time. It's sort of died down a little bit now. There's not as many uh, trucks out there. Yeah, definitely. Like, the big problem for me was that, you know, a lot of people were looking at it as this opportunity to just get rich. Mm. And the truth is, like, there really isn't a lot of money in it. One of the most successful food <laughs> trucks that there was, I remember they came down to Orange County, and, like, they had filled their their refrigerator on the truck, which is so small absolutely to the brim and they had another truck behind it like a like a regular pickup truck with you know ice boxes in the back full of backup food Mm. and they came down to this event they probably had like 250 people waiting in line for them and the health department standing right there and as soon as they got there and they start to load the the ice boxes on the truck they're like "Whoa, whoa whoa what are you doing you can't you can't have that on here wow and they're like they're like what are you talking about like that wasn't in the food truck the food truck is what's permitted you Mm. can't bring it Mm-hmm. So they basically sold out all their food in like 20 minutes and had this massive line that they could have capitalized on and frankly probably lost money on the day. So like, you know, it, it's such it's such a shitty business. And then at the same time, there were people who frankly like were of the cooking quality of people probably cooking like dinner parties for 10 to 15 who were looking at this as like, oh, you know, my days would probably go by a little bit quicker if I had a little food truck business. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it and it was, you know, not someone desperately trying to to make a name for themselves cooking it was someone who was bored and wanted a little side thing Mm -hmm. so the general quality of of food really started to suffer and you know it wasn't exactly convenient being a a guest at one of the food trucks you know you go stand in line in the sun you you wait to get your food you stand there and you frankly eat standing up or like you know sitting on a curb or like maybe maybe on on a chair or a bench and you know it's 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 good food, but you just now waited in line and, and done this whole experience, which is the opposite of convenience. And uh, if if you go and you go and eat at one of these trucks where some fucking soccer mom was just putting her tilapia grape tacos up, um, then then you know like you're not going to go back to sift through all the trucks to see which ones are good and which ones aren't. You're just going. Whoever says these things are good are fucking idiots. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's, yeah. I think that's the natural reaction if you got burned. And frankly, a lot of people also saw the the Kogi concept, the Korean barbecue tacos, mm. as, like, as like just the easiest thing in the world. I remember a guy bragging to me that all he did was go to the Korean market and buy the pre-marinated meat. And it was authentic. And he didn't have to 
to worry about quality control. And I'm just thinking like, dude, you have that, like, it's okay with you to just like go buy pre-marinated meat, put it on a grill and serve that to someone to call it like your brand. Like, what are you doing? You know? Mm. Um, so obviously a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of those kind of trucks hit the market and basically flooded the, uh, average quality. Yeah. And that's for me why I, why I saw it going down really quick. And it's funny. Now people will ask me all the time, Hey, I'm starting a food truck. Can I get your opinion? I'm like, would you want to invest in Beanie Babies too? Like, I mean, you're so past something. <laughs> you're so past something. Like, why why get involved now? You know, like yeah. if you were there at the beginning, you know, you might have done well for yourself. But at this point, right. you're getting into an industry that's already had its massive peak. And that feels like a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a great story. Um, you know, I, I, I saw an interview with you where you said uh, that you served a dish that didn't come out just right. And you walked out to the middle of the restaurant and said, whoever has this dish, you're eating for free tonight. And people are going, uh, but we like it. And you're like, no, no, this isn't as good as we can make it. Uh, you're eating for free. And That's true. And J Jason, Jason is the real deal. Yeah. Jason is the real deal with this stuff. Um, Jason, I got to ask you just to, to start to wrap this up a little bit. You have special events at Playground, Playground 2.0. You highlight different. I, I I've been to uh, your the meat event at 2.0. Uh, the ultimate steak dinner, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The ultimate steak dinner. You were telling us about your swine uh, special that you were doing earlier tonight as we record the show on Wednesday, the eighth. Um, have you ever thought about having a Star Wars night? You know, I always wanted to taste the the blue milk that, that Luke <laughs> drank on Tatooine. Like, yeah. I, I always wanted to know what that tasted like. Like, I it looked so good, it, so exotic. You know, uh, just FYI, it's amazing, Jason. <laughs> it's uh, it's got a little bit of rum in it. Little... <laughs> well, here's you what we, here's what we do, Jason. We we get. I can't remember if there was a TV up in 2.0 or the the uh, pro, uh, playground it's, it's proper. It's a computer with a monitor. Yeah. So we need to put Jedi on your one of your favorite Star Wars movies, and we'll we'll Scott and I will help you write a themed menu. Oh, it'll be terrible, but you know we'll give you some ideas. <laughs> We're gonna eat those little fucking frogs. That, uh, <laughs> Porgs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we'll make some you know, pork. We'll yeah, barbecue pork, man. I mean, yeah, if we're eating, if we're eating, I mean, <laughs> oh my god! If we're watching uh, Return of the Jedi, everything's gonna we're just gonna eat everything from Jabba the Hutt's palace. That's nice, all nice. <laughs> None of those things look appealing. None of them. At deep, all. deep fried rancor. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah. Oh man! You probably you probably have to braise it. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. That's I, tough meat. I am not the cook, so, yeah, so I'm just throwing stuff out there. You were also on a show. I happened to catch an episode that caught my eye because it said something like food porn, but you also did snack off. Was that like That's on true. MTV or something? Yeah, yeah. No, I learned I was a very affordable prostitute. <laughs> um, they yeah. MTV, like you know, they reached out and they were you know kind of in this world of like you know we're getting into food. We want to see if you know you'll be kind of like the face of this thing mm -hmm. and uh you know at first i'm like listen you guys are a joke and you do teen mom like i'm totally out right. and then they send me they send me an offer and i'm like i am totally in yes <laughs> you know nice. i just like absolutely sold my soul for you know like a year and a half of my salary for like eight days work wow and uh um, wow. and yeah i got you know got to got to you know meet rob Deerdeck, who who I, who I really enjoyed and I uh, got to become friends with Chrissy Teigen, who's who's a really good person, 
and uh, you know ended up ended up getting to meet John Legend, which was really cool as well. Oh, and great. and and ate like four edible dishes out of a hundred served to me. So yeah, the episode that I watched, you ate a um, holy shit! You watched an episode. I watched an episode. <laughs> you you ate a uh, candy wrapped uh, churro that one of the contestants made. It was like a what is it? Candy? You know that ribbon? It's like. And they wrapped a churro with that, and you actually ate it. <laughs> yeah. And well, he was a judge, so he's eating all the recipes. Uh, I can't remember what you said, but it was not complimentary. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I literally did the I did the math. There was we served a hundred dishes, and and four of them I would eat again. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> did you have to eat the whole thing? No, no. Oh. I, sometimes I had to take a bite. One of the things I thought was so funny, this uh, this girl made like a candied ground beef pan, uh, cupcake Jesus. with with cotton candy and what she called it twinkie marrow <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> that's, that's pretty creative actually out of twinkie and called it twinkie marrow that's i, did, I just i couldn't help myself <laughs> you gotta suck the marrow out of that twinkie that is yeah. hilarious oh my god yeah well, listen, Jason Quinn with Playground, Playground 2.0. We are absolute fans of yours, and um, you are a passionate Star Wars fan. And boy, between between those compared to you guys, I feel like a like a like a person who doesn't like Star Wars. That <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know, we're just yeah, we're too obsessive. We're uh, we're overkill. We're overkill sometimes for ourselves. Yeah, frankly, we just, we just do it for fun. Hey, you know what? I don't know if any of us actually have Star Wars tattoos. Do you have Star Wars tattoos? I do not have one. Yeah. I want one. Yeah, he's got a couple. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I have the Dia de los Muertos R two D two C three PO. I have Falcon. I have um, two regular Tie Fighters. I have Vader's. Uh, I, I'm gonna botch the name right. I'm gonna. What was the what was his fighter called? The one where the wings curved in a little bit, like more like two C's. Uh, it was just Tie Advance. Huh. There you go. Um, and then I have an X-wing as well. Um, but yeah, and th- those are all my Star Wars tattoos. They're all in the kind of same area. So don't be talking about that you're not a real Star Wars fan, man. You well, you, yeah, bl- you bled after, for Star after, Wars. After talking to you guys, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> No, man, you're awesome. I really appreciate this time. Jason Quinn of the Playground, downtown Santa Ana. Look it up. Go there. Make a reservation. You absolutely will not be disappointed. Really appreciate your time, Jason. Thanks so much for coming on the Wretched Hive. Of course. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. All right. Later.